Fitz Nation. Let's go. I always had to be mega in the zone, ready to go out there on my shield. Be in the question and don't look for the answer because the answer is the end. Think about who I'm fighting for, fight for something greater. At the end of the day, you got to believe in yourself. It's time for the Fitz Nation podcast with your host, Brendan Fitzgerald. Jalen Turner's on the show. Fitz Nation with Jalen Turner, who's off a big win. Jalen, thanks for joining me. Man, thank you for having me. All right, we're having, we just had a technical issue. Uh, about uh, three weeks ago, right after your big win, we had kids all swarming, right? Uh, but I hope this works. My fingers are crossed. Someday, Jalen, and I wanted to tell you this, someday I'm going to have a big, nice studio. Okay, and my studio in Las Vegas is going to be the place to be. So when you're fighting at T-Mobile or when you're coming in to use the PI, quick stop over and, uh, you know, we could do it face to face. But for now, this world that we live in, um, Jalen, how you feeling after this win? All right. We, I, I got a preview of this answer and then the audio broke up and that's why we had the technical issues. But you were saying the big win gets you into the rankings. And I said, how was it to get in the rankings? And then what did you say? I said it's like uh, you know it's it's pretty much like it was inevitable you know I felt like I was gonna get there regardless and um, yeah man like it like but you here. said you said the word melancholy yes yeah like I was like yeah. what is it like to be in the rankings and you said melancholy and that's an interesting yeah. kind of word to choose yeah yeah it feels it feels really melancholy you know it's like it's awesome. It's cool. It's great. You know, but like I said, like I, I expected it of myself, you know, I, I knew it was going to come and, you know, like the only time I really get excited about it is if I'm like, you know, talking to other people about it, you know, like sharing the excitement with someone else, you know, like if I'm like sitting in my room, you know, like studying the, the, the next, everybody in the top 15, you know, for like potential next opponents, like I'm not thinking about like, oh yeah, I'm in the top 15. That's awesome. Like I'm thinking about like, like reaching the next goal, you know, reaching my next step. Like, yeah, I'm enjoying the moment where I'm at now, but it's so much more that comes with that, you know? Yeah. Why, um, what did you expect it to be like to be in the rankings? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even tell you, man. Like just, I expected, I don't know, dude. I, I don't even know. I, I just had no expectation. I just knew. Yeah. I'd be here, you know? So it's one of those things where, you know, you, you don't know until you know, until you get there. So I'm here. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's like, um, you don't know what to expect, but at the same time, I got to think that was the, did you use the word melancholy? Cause there was a letdown. There was like, okay, I'm in the rankings. Life's kind of the same. Yeah. <laughs> now, now the real, now the real work begins type of thing. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like so much more, you know, like everybody's like hyped about it, like cool, you know, like, but like even like people are celebrated with, you know, it's like, like we go celebrate, but like, like they're celebrating like my achievement, my accolade, but then that's it for this time being, you know, and then, you know, you got to climb the mountain again, you got to start reaching your way up to the top of the mountain again, yeah. you know, to, you know, get another achievement, you know, reach another win, another victory, you know, crack top 15, uh, crack top 10, you know, and then top five, you know, it's like, that's what I, that's where my mind is. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. So like the, the dopamine of that win has worn off and now yeah. it's just kind of back to work. So, uh, one more question connected to that, to put in an entire training camp, uh, big buildup, big fight rankings at stake. 
and then to have it be done in 45 seconds. How do you explain that kind of putting all of this into something that's so short? Man, like I said, I don't get paid by the round, so I'm, yeah. I'm okay with how I won. You know, I'll, I'll take that any day. But at the same time, you know, this is another reason why I made it kind of melancholy. You know, I expected a war out of Brad. You know, like like I know he's a tough fighter. You know, I was expecting like at least you know back and forth first round for sure, or maybe like a filling out process the first round and then back and forth in the second. Then you know I get to finish then. But um, yeah, dude, like. And honestly, man, like I haven't really talked, I haven't talked to anybody about this besides my coaches and close people. I really like, and I'm not trying to take away from my victory, but I just feel like Brad wasn't on that night. You know, I licked him in his eyes and I just kept trying to like, like feel that energy. Like he wanted to be in there and I didn't think he wanted to be in there. You know, I seen him in the back room, like, like I walked by him after uh, doing my test for USADA and I, I locked eyes with him, and he looked away. And I was like, what the heck? Like, it, it just was weird to me. I was like, did I defeat him mentally before we even got here? You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it's just, it's just like, I've never experienced that before. So that's another thing that takes away from the victory, like taints it a little bit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You, you wanted him at his best. You yes, wanted to feel exactly. like you took him at his best, and you didn't yes. feel like you got that. Uh, that USADA, when you locked eyes with him, was that before the fight or after the fight? Before the fight. Before the fight, so you see him in the back, and he kind of looked away from you. Looked right away, like where I walked crossing past, and he went like this. And I was like, I was like, that was weird. Like, I'm like, I'm like, you know, you're, get, you're I, getting in the zone. You're getting yeah. in the zone. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What is that like for you? The stare downs. I was, I was wonder that. The stare downs. What is that like for you to like just be right in somebody's face? It's a very kind of unique thing to this sport. <laughs> Man, dude, it's like. Uh... It's like the foreplay before the climax, you know. What I mean? <laughs> That's one way to put it. Man, you look in their eyes, you know, like you get to know everything about them at that point. You get to know if they're ready to go, if they're not, like where their energy's at, like where their mind is. You can't lie when you look in a man's eyes. You just there's no way to like fake that, you know. So yeah, it 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 hypes me up, you know. It's also for the fans too, like the fans like see the intensity, you know. It's like you get a little a little uh, preview of what you're gonna like. Uh, go into yeah yeah no it's a very it's not you know like they'll shake hands before the super bowl or football games or whatever and they know the guys on the other side but it's just such a different thing the fighting number one and then the number two like all the build up the stare down without the fighting and then what it culminates in all right back to your early years grew up san bernardino right yeah fontana too yeah so how would you describe your upbringing jalen um, my upbringing was good. You know, my mom did her best. Uh, dad was in the picture for a little bit. You know, I think him and my mom got divorced when I was like seven years old. Uh, dad was like in and out of my life after that. You know, he had a new girlfriend. He moved moved away, and so I see him like, you know, a couple times like in the summer or whatever. But we just ended up losing contact, faded off, and you know that was that of him. And then, you know, my mom did everything else on her own. She yeah. always did everything on her own, you know, so I always commend my mom. You know, I got a soft spot for, you know, single mothers and women putting it down for themselves. So, um, yeah, growing up seeing that, you know, it just, it just motivated me a lot. But, yeah, man, uh, she did her best, you know. Um, you know, we we weren't, like, weren't going hungry, in, in, like, any nights, you know, so that was always a blessing, you know. She had a good job, and 
Um, you know, it was just hard. Like, like being an adult myself, like I really like start to like understand like how hard my mom at it. But you know, like she just she just made it work. You know, she just yeah did whatever she could. So you know, it was good. Um, had my sister. We lived. We all lived together. Um, just um, one sibling. Just your sister. I got two older sisters, but yeah. My, my, my second oldest sister is uh, she's only three years older than me, so we okay. we're closer. Um, my oldest sister, I think she's about like I think she's like twelve, like we're like twelve year difference or something mm-hmm. like that. So um, yeah, man, that's that was my family. Um, I grew up. Um, I skateboarded a little bit here and there. Um, you still skateboard, dude? Yeah, yeah. Still, it's like riding a bike. Once you learn, you never forget. Did you do that a lot? Like skateboard? Is it like a normal hobby for you, or is it just like you'll get it out once in a while? You landed. You're just like putting a tray flip on Instagram, like it's no big deal. Yeah, man. Now it's like it's just I just do it every once in a while. But yeah, that was like my first career choice. Like I wanted to be, I wanted to be a skateboarder. Actually, I wanted to be Steve Irwin. I wanted to be the Black Steve Irwin because I love the Crocodile Hunter. That's like (laughs) my whole family. Like they knew me as like the animal guy, you know. So I loved animals. Like I was always like catching like lizards and and spiders. My cousin had a snake, and everybody was scared to hold the snake. I'm like like 12, 11 years old, like going in there, taking the snake out, you know, and everybody's like running away from me. I'm like, what's the, like, why are you guys scared? Like, you know, so yeah, that was, that was me, man. No, like nobody in my family ever thought I'd be a fighter. The black Steve Irwin. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, you, you could, I mean, you should get yourself like a cutoff vest. <laughs> you can, like reignite that, especially with the tarantulas. I mean, kind of work. All right. Um, so you haven't, but when's the last time you talked to your dad? You haven't talked to your dad in a long time then. Um, I think we tried to, we tried to communicate maybe, dang, maybe like six or six or seven years ago. Wow. Um, I think him and my mom went to court, like buying like some, some child support stuff. She asked me and my sister to go, you know, just to see him and talk to him. Like we went, you know, we talked, he invited me and my, me and my sister out to dinner with, um, his new family and and his wife's grandkids yeah so um you know the conversation like it was cool like they talked about staying in touch you know i just had my son he wants he told me he wanted to stay in my son's life and you know make all this work and like my son needs to know his grandfather i was like cool like i have no problem with that you know like i'm okay with that um but you know knowing that man you know it, it never nothing ever went through you know, lost, lost touch, lost contact, and you know, didn't make any effort. You know, just, just like me growing up, he just didn't make mm-hmm. any effort. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Like I have nothing against him. Like in my, the way I look at it, you know, like everything happens for a reason. You know, he's helping his wife raise, raise her grandkids, and I think they needed him more than I did. You know, that's how I try to look at everything in a positive way. So, right. You know, he missed out. You know, like he can go and tell everybody, like, oh, that's my son, but like he can't call me and be like, hey, what's up, son? Like. I'd be like, who is this? You know? Like, yeah. It's so. wild now because of the level of success that you've had. Are you almost waiting for that? Do you wonder if that'll happen? Does that hang over you a little bit? Not at all. I never had like like I'm I'm gonna be cordial. I ain't got nothing yeah. against man, you know? Like it is what it is. It's but, just part uh, of your past. Yeah, dude. Honestly, I just I just don't dwell on negative stuff. Like I just don't I'm not big on negativity, you know what I mean? Like I'll say like you know, like I try to look at a silver line and everything, you know, like from every loss I've had in my life to every positive thing in my life. You know, I try to focus on everything good, you know. How do you think you learned not to dwell on the negative? Man, um, I really, really started sitting back and analyzing it the, the year 
I only fought once. That was like that was like one of like the hardest things for me. I've I've never gone like since I was, I've been fighting since I was like 17, 18 years old. You know, so I, that's all I knew. And you know, to not do it for that long, like it like it messed with my head. You know, I I didn't have any money to pay my bills. You know, I was just like. I was like, man, like life was so bleak at that point. And I was just like, I was like, like, what do I hold on to? You know, like, like I got my kids, you know, I'm like borrowing money from my mom, you know, I'm just like selling tarantulas, like make a, you know, make some extra, some extra change, you know, selling my like critters and stuff. And it was just crazy, you know, it was a hard time. But um, that's where I really started like just grasping, like, so like just stay positive, man. Cause like everything, you know, like, you're not gonna enjoy the good times unless you have bad times, you know. So right. everything is yin and yang. Like everything goes hand in hand. It's the balance of opposites, you know. So that's that's what really like changed my mindset. Um, just sit there, you know, go through the hard times, and and in a weird, crazy way, you got to learn to enjoy it, you know, because it's not gonna last. Good times don't last. Bad times don't last. So I just just proceed with life. I just go with the flow. Yeah, that's um in a strange way, like nobody likes a UFC event. That's a dud, you know? And it's like, when we're on the call for like nine decisions in a row, boring fights, all this other, like that exists, you know, like the prelims in London were pretty bad. And, um, but like, after I'm like great in a weird way, I'm grateful. Cause I just then have the thought of like, if they were all great, then none of them would be great. Right. If they were all, then they would just be the same. The reasons why the great ones are great, why Austin was so much fun was because that's rare and you know how rare it is. Why you can kind of enjoy a spike of a crazy win inside of a minute is because you know how rare it is, right? And then that becomes amazing because, you know, sometimes you might have an off night, might not be the most thrilling thing, you know, whatever. You might you might win and not be satisfied with your performance type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, how did not having your dad around affect who you became? Man, um, I it really, like, it, it affected me a lot, dude, especially, like, being a father myself. Like, that's that's what, like, put into my, in my mind, like, my perspective. I was like, I won't, I won't ever, ever not be in my kid's life. I won't ever not be a good dad, you know, so... Like I said, again, like I just took that negative and made it a positive, you know, I just switched everything around. Like, you know, like, especially like living where I did, like I had to do that with a lot of stuff, you know, I was in a negative environment, like, you know, like it was just crazy. But um, yeah, dude, so me having my kids now, like I look at them every day and I'm just like, like, too, like, I love you guys. Like, I don't understand yeah. like, like how my father let someone or something or anything come in the way of being a father himself, you know? So um, it played a big factor. Um you know, growing up, like, stereotypical jokes, you know, like, getting to get in an argument with somebody, like, well, at least I have my dad, blah, blah, you know, or, or people ask me, like, do you, is your dad in the picture, you know, like, just, like, just normal, like, stereotypical black men and stuff you got to deal with, so, um, yeah, just give you, give you thicker skin, you know, so, it is what it is, man. Why do you say negative environment? Um, you know, I didn't live in the best environment, you know what I mean? Like, we lived, um, so, my mom and my dad. Like, San, San Bernardino and Fontana. It's not, no, yeah. you know, it's not country club living, right? Oh. But, um. San Bernardino yeah. has, like, the, I think, like, the, like, the number one murder rate. In right, right. State. It's like Bobby, it's where Bobby Green's from. 
Yeah. Because, uh, you know, they've done some features on where Bobby Green's come from. But like for you, negative environment, what do you mean when you say that? I mean, everything around. There's so much negativity out here, you know, it's killings, gangbangs, robberies, stealing. You know what I mean? It's like it's wild. Like it's like easy to get like false susceptible to that, you know, like, you know, like I've been I've been like situations, you know, what I mean, like, or it's just like it's just negative, you know, like especially like even in Fontana, like, like I have like a couple of friends like get killed, you know, what I mean, like it's, <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. the you know, like. Do you ever uh, try the gang thing? You ever get caught up in that? Nah, never, never went that route. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, you ever I'm, been in a dicey situation? Yeah. Like guns around, knives, that sort of stuff. Um, nah, not not to that extent. I was a little too smart to be around. Like, anything. yeah. Like I think like the craziest thing I had like I was at a party with some friends and like like it got shot at. You know, like that was like probably the craziest thing. Wow. But. Yeah, man. Like I tried to proceed smart, you know. Like I had like like family members gang banging and friends, and you know what I mean. I'm just like I I couldn't do that, you know. Especially to my mom, you know. She raised me too good for me to like to, like really like fall into that that cycle. Yeah, you know? they've seen the damage that it does to people, you know. Like early on, you know what I mean. Like um, got a fa- like family members like like serving life in prison, you know what I mean. So like I was blessed by my mom to be able to have like an outlet, you know what I mean, because you know. I got I got family members that still live in San Bernardino, and you know it's 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 not the best environment to be right. in. You know, like it's it's really like a spiral. You know, it's like it's like a bucket, like crabs in a bucket, like, try, like everything's trying to pull you down and keep you negative. So I had a good outlet, and I, I I was thankful for that. But like I said, like the environment around me, like I was like I said, I was out skateboarding. You yeah. Know, um, I was like my outlet, but still, like you know, <laughs> gangsters mess with the skateboarders too, you know. Right. So, like, yeah, it's going on, bro. And like even like like skateboarding, you know, itself. Like, like I was around like a lot of thugs. Like some of my, some of my close homies, like they like you know they dabbled in that stuff, but I didn't. You know, I didn't get too deep in any of that stuff. I didn't Why didn't you? What what kept you out of that? If you have friends, you have family members, all into that. Everybody's trying to pull you down. You're in a place where that's the norm. What keeps you from that? literally like my mom you know like she she didn't show me any abuse of anything nothing crazy like at my home my home place was good my home place was pure yeah you know? so i always had like it was like my like my little outlet like my like my breath of fresh air you know even just to go home like you know see my mom happy you know like normal and not you know not on drugs and not doing anything crazy you know like like most people around me you know so um yeah, like in that scenario, the scenario that you describe, I mean, it's very tough for people like me and other people to actually kind of put ourselves in that situation. But you hear like, like it's very tough when you go home and it's home. And yeah. I think that's a problem for a lot of people, right? Like they get into it as kids and teenagers because they see it at home. Yeah. But your home was not like that. No. Yours was pure, right message drug-free that type of thing yeah exactly yeah and like the only time i did see stuff like that is like you know like at friends houses or you know family members houses you know like it wasn't like in my immediate area in my immediate space you know like if i ventured out go skateboarding you know i see some crazy stuff or like if just at school you know like i got i got like i got like robbed 
by like a like a whole like little group of gangbanger kids, you know. And I was just like, I'm not stupid. Like I was like, I'm not about to fight like six of you guys by myself, like whatever. Right. Take my phone here. And then um one of my family friends, uh my mom's best friend's uh uh granddaughter ended up getting my phone back because she knew the dude. So, you know, it's little stuff like that. Like I, that was in high school, you know, I'm just like whatever. Like like if I got in, if I got into it like one on one, like I'll fight somebody one on one. Like yeah. I, but I got picked on. I got. I was passive. I fought. Like I did. Every, like you know, it was just cool. Like I just stayed to myself at some point, you know. But I never tried to be a punk. I never tried to like just let people pick on me or bully me or whatever. Like, like when the gangbangers and gangster kids tried to do like older kids. Like when I was in middle school. When I was in middle school, I had this dude. Uh, he was in high school, and he like he tried to like punk me for some pants. Like it was my homie's pants. It was my friend's pants. And like so, I go pants I was that he was wearing. Pants, pants that he was I was wearing. Pants that you were wearing, and he wanted yeah. them. Yeah. So I ended up. Uh, I told my friends like, "Here, I'm gonna give you your pants back." I was like, "Here, you do whatever you want with them." And then my friend, ended up, I gave him the pants, and he ended up coming out because he tried to take the pants. I was like, "I'm not giving him the pants." So my friend ended up coming out and then giving him the pants, and I was like, "Dang, bro, like, you just made me look bad." I was like, "Whatever." So it is what it is. Long story short, after that, like one of my one of my close friends ended up fighting that dude anyway. Like a few years later, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like so, yeah. I, I just grew up around like, a bunch of wild stuff, man. It's so. crazy, yeah. And it's like uh, sometimes that stuff gets glorified too, like in song, like in rap songs and whatever. It's like it's cool to do drugs. It's cool to to you know bang on the streets or whatever. You know, get into yeah. all that stuff. And but if it's not glorified, you have, if you have the right message, it sounds like almost like you saw the negative outcomes before you saw the yeah. glorification of it on, on the front end of it. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. You know, and it's like, like I said, like me having my outlet, like I was never, I never really fit in anyway. You know, I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't do what everybody else did. Like I was like in the animals and I was just skateboard. Like they're all, everybody's playing sports and, you know, trying to, you know, just have this, like, you know, just be, be the big man and do all this and that. And I was like, that wasn't me, you know, like I just, I was just chilling there. Like, I just tried to get in where I fit in and then, you know, like, be cool with people I was cool with, you know, because most people that I hung out with, I knew from, like, elementary school anyway, so we were already tight. Mm-hmm. And then, like, everybody else started venturing in and they were, like, they they knew, you know, just, like, we just all became close and cool. So, you know, I still know everybody from my, like, immediate circle from, like, middle school anyway, so... It's you know it's just wild, man. It was, it was yeah. It was a cool, when, it was a cool upbringing though. Like when I, it I, came to when it came to fitting in, you didn't really care to do that. No, nah. fitting in with the drugs, fitting in with what was cool. You yeah. didn't, it was just like it's not cool to me. Yeah, it, yeah, that'll yeah, keep you just, away. Yeah, it's funny. The more I was around it, the less I wanted to do it. Huh? And then yeah. I started to like like as I got older, I started to see like the less I was around it, the more I kind of like wanted to like venture into it or like explore things like you know like like drink smoke weed or party mm-hmm. a little bit more but like i never got into like nothing hard and crazy like i seen my homies like 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 do math and like get all messed up and then like, yeah call me like hey man like you know like, can you help me i'm like bro like i don't like what do you mean like bro like, i don't know how to help you like i was like i'll give you advice but dude like you gotta want better for yourself but then yeah like, you know? so yeah, when does uh high school wrestling, right? You got into wrestling. Um, yeah, so I I tried out for I tried out for the wrestling team my sophomore year. I had a friend, my friend Anthony Savedo tried to get me to uh do it my freshman year. But I was like, nah, dude, I was cool. My mom made me do track my first year. I hated track, I was horrible at track, didn't know how to run, didn't know how to control my breathing when I ran. Uh-huh. Did a I did an event and I came in dead last. 
Uh, I hate a track, bro. Why why'd she make you do it? Because my sister did it. So my sister excelled at track. My sister was like uh, like one of the all-stars. She like on the gonna... surface, I mean you're a long, lanky guy, like athletic build. I would th- you, like it would seem like you'd be great at track, right? Long stride, whatever. <laughs> didn't have yeah, the coordination man. for it. I, I just I just didn't know how to control my breathing, dude. I just like literally gas out in like a, like the first 30 seconds. Uh-huh. Uh, man, it was it was it was bad. But I did high jump. I ended up doing high jump. I was okay at that. Yeah. But um yeah, dude, after track. The next year, you, did, next year you did wrestling. Go ahead. Yeah, next year I did wrestling. Um, tried out, made the team. Uh, dude, it was like one of the hardest things I ever did was making the wrestling team. Dude, they put us through everything. You know, it was wild. But I loved it. You know, because like that was like one of the sports like I like freely got to join. My mom made me do basketball. She made me do track. She made me try for football. I ended up breaking something every time. Like I tried out for something. Like I broke my hand. I broke my arm skateboarding. Um, I ended up breaking my fingers. I broke all, just broke a bunch of bones. So, um, sophomore year, trying out for uh, for the wrestling team, make the wrestling team. I'm wrestling one of my one of my buddies. He was like he was already on varsity. He was like a varsity uh, wrestler. I think his name was Kevin. I shoot in on him. I just shoot a just normal double, just 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 going live. He my my finger ends up getting caught on his shoe, and he goes to take my back, and my finger pops out. Boom. Ah. Broke my finger on the growth plate. The doctor was like, yeah, unless you want to stub your finger, I suggest you stop wrestling. I was like, what? Like, you know, because I was only like sophomore year. I don't know. I don't remember how old I was. But so they told me to, to stop. And then they cut the program the next year. That was that? That was that. I was, I was wrestling for me. That was really? So like yeah. not even how many months? A couple months? Yeah, maybe like, yeah, like three, four months, three months, maybe that, maybe less. Did you already like martial arts, MMA, UFC, any time before that? You just didn't know about it. Yeah, didn't know. Why do you think you liked wrestling? Because it, because it was, it was something challenging. It was something I liked to do. Something I was like, actually, freely wanted to go learn. You know, like it was a sport that like I didn't like. Nobody forced me to go do it. You know, I had a friend like inviting me. Like he's like, hey, come try it. You'll like it. You know, like. So I went and did it and like just just out of just pure like not honestly like I was natural at it too, you know, like it just everything started coming quick, you know, like I was maybe like five ten and hundred and thirty pounds back then, you know. So like yeah, you know, they're like coaches already raving about me, like, yeah, you're gonna be good, you know. So it just it just clicked, you know, it just felt good. Really hard though, right? Wrestling is the hardest thing, that's what we hear. If it was so hard, like such a challenge, but you gravitated towards it. Did that surprise you at all? Like, why do you think that kind of clicked with you? Um, honestly, maybe because of skateboarding. It's like skateboarding was skateboarding, like it teaches skateboarding. You. You're guaranteed to get hurt. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But- I don't know if you know this, Jalen, but during the pandemic, I started skateboarding. I put it out there a little on social media, and I'm already retired now. Okay, <laughs> I went to the skate park because it was basically it was like there was a skate park in a parking lot of my son's preschool and i was just like well i'll drop them off and i'll go skateboard for 20 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever it is cruise around there was nobody at the skate park i could go embarrass myself in front of nobody and it was just like stub toe swollen toe (laughs) bruise on the hip like i was just and i was taking it easy i was like not really trying to do much and like twist roll your ankle i'm like limping around the house my wife is like what are you doing and I was just like, well, I'm trying to find like a pandemic friendly activity that gets me outside that would be kind of fun. And I'm just like, well, it would be a lot of fun to really be able to rip 
but I think it's passed me by and I'm not willing to show up to work in a cast. Yeah, dude. But that would, but that, that'll prepare you for wrestling though. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, it's the mindset. It's like mental, dude. Like I broke, I broke my arm. I broke my thumb. I broke these fingers skateboarding. Like, like every, like if I close my hand, like they like overlap, I can't really show you. Like, yeah, they naturally overlap because I fell broke him hitting like a 50 50 on just just warming up on the ledge boom slid out and fell broke my finger yeah. but it's like skateboarding teacher mentality like not to give up you know like you get you like you try a trick you try over and over and over and over and over again until you get it you know just to get that little like that dopamine serotonin rush you know it's like yes finally and then just on to the next try it again try it again like you do do a trick off a stair set roll your ankle you know you you might bump your head, you know, you might, uh, you know, you're going to eat shit a couple times and you just, and if you don't get it that day, you go back the next day until you get it, until you get it over and over and over. So that's what like skateboarding, like really like taught me that mentality, like not giving up, like keep trying it. Like, even if you hurt yourself, keep trying and keep trying until you physically can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think that like, uh, translated over to wrestling really easily. And also like wrestling came natural to me. Like it was a fun sport. Like I liked it, you know, it was like, like I just felt like you know it's like one of those dude everything I everything I've been into growing up was not normal if I really like think about it like like I didn't know a lot of people that were into animals you know I didn't know a lot of people that were into skateboarding you know I didn't know a lot of people that were into wrestling you know like now it's MMA you know like and then and then again like now like I love dog training you know it's like I've been to I've been into like such outlier things. So how do you like? come to terms with that. That is a good lesson, but you almost have to like make peace with yourself with that. And at, at a certain point, like, did it bother you at a, cause you know, when you do weird stuff, um, or like stuff that is not the norm, like you say, you kind of have to get to know yourself on a different level. Yeah, man. Um, what Nipsey Hussle said that he, he read this quote that said, would you rather be at peace with yourself and at war with the world or at war with the world and at peace with yourself? Something along those lines. I don't remember verbatim, but, you know, I just made peace with myself. Like, that's how I am. You know, like, I, I don't like I don't really care about what's going on out here and, and everything else. Like, that's what I like. If I like it, I enjoy it. Like, I'm, I'm riding with it, you know, like, if you yeah. want to be in my immediate circle in my life and my world, you got to, like, just understand, that, like, that's what I like. Yeah, man. Well, I hear you because... Uh... You know, I started eating a plant-based diet a couple of years ago and it clicked with me where I kept going with it. And I'm just like, what, what is this now? I don't, this isn't me. This is too weird. And then out of nowhere, I just kind of like stopped drinking. And now I'm like the vegan who doesn't drink at dinner. And now you want to talk about the weird outlier guy. Like, I just hope that I'm funny enough to keep around because I am quite different from what my friends used to know me as. And, um, but it's weird. You got, you do just have to be like, this is me, man. This is me. I'm going to just yeah. do it. Um, and when you carry around tarantulas and you just have tarantulas falling out of your pockets, it's kind of, you know, there's, there's some similarities there. So what, after, after wrestling is over then, this is very interesting. Um, very true on the skateboarding though. You do have to really love it to like just battle through a bunch of injuries and wrestling probably the same way. You got to find something that you love despite all of the, uh, the hardships associated with it. But then wrestling, the program is cut. 
And that was it for your wrestling career. But then how, how does your combat sports career resume after that? All right. So fast forward a couple years later, um, me, some friends, like just this people around the school just started doing like uh, like backyard boxing. So, you know, people like just be like, oh, you know, you want to like you want to spar, you want to fight, whatever, like come to my house, blah, blah, blah. We got gloves. You guys go three rounds or whatever. And then, you know, that's it. And so we would start doing that. So I started doing that. I did it with like a couple friends, and like, you know, I was like, I was like, dang, like I'm kind of cool with this. Like I'm like I can like I might click with you again. Yeah, yeah, man. So I just tried it out, and then I was like, you know, like, um, started doing it. And it was fun, you know. I was like, shoot, like, like this is something I could do. And then I was like, you know, it's like tail end of of high school anyway. Like, you know, everybody's talking about college and what they're gonna go like study in college and i didn't know what i was gonna do after that like after high school i didn't know what i was gonna do in my life like i had like zero like idea you know like i didn't think about college i didn't think about you know i was just like just like just <laughs> just going on faith you know like it's, it's mm-hmm. just all landed in my hand so um so i my friend aristo he spar i used to uh, train boxing and muay thai and i was like i told myself like if i do good against him and he has experience training I can do something with this. Like I can like I can make it be. So we did, we sparred. You know, I think I won. They think some people think he won. You know, I was like, <laughs> all right, whatever, it's a tie. But I just knew I, I did good against him. And after that, I was like, I can do this. I started training in my backyard. I started watching Sean Faison and Quan Kicker on YouTube. Started watching Anderson Silva videos and you know, I just just started like just diving in and just learning as much as I could about the sport. I was shadow box, dude. Okay, so here's the crazy thing. I was shadow boxing in my backyard mm-hmm. and I shadow box for like 30 minutes and I like watch UFC and I'd be like, I'm doing this for 30 minutes and they're tired in there. Like, what the heck is it? like, <laughs> like they're tired like, after 15. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, 15 minutes, that's it. Dude, it was so funny, man. Yeah, God. yeah, yeah. You look back and you just go, I was so ignorant to the whole man. game. But you had the confidence to get you into it, to think that you could really kind of thrive and succeed in it. Yeah, dude. Like, dude. You, like your, your plans there after you did well against your friend who had experience was to what? Be in the UFC after that? UFC champion, man. I put it in my mind, dude. I had a couch in my backyard. I used that as my punching bag. Like, there was no stopping me. I was like, I'm going to make this happen. I was like, yeah, here, like, I'm doing this. You know, I would run like, you know, I, like, I live in San Francisco. I would run, run up Arrowhead Avenue. And, you know, just, just at, like, all times of day. You know, I look back at it, I'm like, damn, like, I was running, like, I was running there at this time of day. I was like, I was, like, I was tripping, but, you know, so I was just getting my miles in, like, just trying to, like, just, just stay relevant, you know, just do what the fuck yeah. you know, like, do it, like, do the best I could. I didn't have, like, jujitsu, like, I was just doing, like, striking and everything, you know, like, doing it all on my own. Um, man, like, I, I ended up having, like, a, a, a crazy bad breakup with my girlfriend at the time. And, you know, I told her, like, I wanted to do it. She's like, no, nah, you're not going to fight, blah, blah. I was like, all right, whatever. So we broke up. I ended up, this is the craziest thing. I, let me think, I've, I don't think I've even spoken about this on an interview before. The way I got to to fighting. like, Hold on, hold on, with, hold on. That's what this show is all about. Just <laughs> Okay. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to make sure we get this story. Go ahead. So the way I got into a gym and started fighting, I literally, I was going on my Facebook to delete it, to deactivate it, because I was so, like, heartbroken and messed up. First thing that pops up is an ad. It says, fight team tryout at a local gym. And I was just like, if this isn't a sign from God, I don't know what is. So it, it was like, 
like three weeks earlier. So I'm just thinking in my head, like, oh yeah, I gotta do this. I gotta get ready. I gotta get all this stuff. Like they told, like I read all the requirements. So I'm just like, man, like I gotta make this happen. You know, I was like, like you know, this is my opportunity. I needed uh, shin guards, headgear, mouthpiece, and all that stuff. And I ended up borrowing gloves and shin guards from from my friend Arista that I was sparring with. I ended up, I ended up jacking a mouthpiece. I jacked like something else too. Like I didn't have the money for it, you know. So I was like, whatever. Like I like I ended up just getting it on my own. Stole from a store. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, the <laughs> statute of limitations is is in effect, Jalen. <laughs> Dude. You stole it from you stole a mouth guard and what else? And I, I think like a cup or something. There you go. You had to get it done, man. I had to. I wanted it that bad, you know. So I ended up getting it, you know, making all that stuff happen. I talked to my mom. I was like, Mom, I want to go to this fight team trial, blah, blah. My mom's such a realist. Like, she's like, Okay, well, what are you gonna do if, if you don't make it? What are you gonna like? How are you gonna pay the, the membership? Blah, blah, blah. You know, she like, you know, she I'm her only son, so she's like, Yeah, she stepping in, all the steps ahead, right. Yeah, she doesn't want me to fight. And I was just like, man, mom. I was like, like, you know what? I don't care, mom. I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to figure it out myself. I'm going to figure it out. So uh, I needed like, I think like 20 or 40 bucks for the tryout to get just to try out. Mm -hmm. So I was like, whatever. And, um, you know, fast forward, she ends up taking me to the trial. She drives me there. And, dude, it was hell, man. I thought I was in shape. I thought I was ready. It was so horrible, man. They made us run like, I think like three, four miles to start as a warm up. They made us spar for rounds, grapple for rounds, um, put us through like this crazy strength and conditioning circuit, made us do sprints on 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 the treadmill after all this stuff, made us like carry some weights up and down, like oh dude, it was horrible, man. It was horrible. But I just was just so sure that I wanted it. You know, I want like it was like that trial was harder than my wrestling trial. You know, I was just like like this is crazy but i ended up making the team dude i made the team um there was like free tuition and i started training after that started fighting and man it was it was wild Thanks for listening to the audio version of Fitz Nation here in podcast form. If you want the remainder of this interview with Jalen Turner, that is exclusively available on UFC Fight Pass. Head to UFC Fight Pass, look for Podcast Central, or look for the Fitz Nation show link, or you can type in Fitz Nation Jalen Turner in the search bar. Either way, you can watch the show there. You can also run Fight Pass in the background as audio only on your mobile device. So fear not if it's not available in podcast form and you just like to listen, you can fire it up on Fight Pass and just listen on the go. So maybe give that a try as well. Either way, thanks for listening to the show and I'll see you next time on Fitz Nation.